Welcome to the Reroot Podcast, where we engage in powerful discussions which leave you empowered as an evolved soul and awakened human being. If you thrive on freedom and sovereignty, if you agree that making a difference in the world begins with making that difference within yourself, we first want to say thank you for your dedication. And listen in. This podcast is for you. I am so honored that you chose to tune in. I'm your host, Cynthia Leconte. In this episode, I'm speaking with former NHL hockey player and Olympic silver medalist Adrian Plavsic. Adrian shares his inspiring story about how he struggled with stress, anxiety, and addiction while living what he thought was the life and career of his dreams to discovering the practice of mindfulness which transforms his life to this day. Today, Adrian coaches groups and individuals to empower themselves from within. If you're curious to hear how living in times of uncertainty can enhance inner peace and freedom by the means of choosing the path of conscious living, take a long, nourishing breath and listen on. Adrian, welcome to the Reroute Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I wanted to start by asking you just a little bit about yourself, your journey. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, sure. I I grew up, my parents immigrated uh, from the former Yugoslavia uh, at the time, uh, and uh, they immigrated uh, to in Montreal, um, like, you know, uh, many people, I think. And, and I was born with born and raised in Montreal. And I had a brother and a sister and um, a half sister as well. And, and um, I started playing you know, soccer and hockey at a young age, and I realized how uh, big hockey was in Montreal, and I guess I was influenced by that. And and uh, so hockey really took most of my time. I really got so involved, and I fell in love with it and spent most of my childhood days on the outdoor rinks, um, you know, organized hockey as well, and playing street hockey. So that was my childhood. And Eventually, you know, at 14, 15, I just, uh, I just took a huge step. I developed like, well, a lot of coaches couldn't believe it. And, and then at 18, I was drafted into the NHL. And, and that's where, when my hockey career started uh, as a professional. So that's, you know, the, the gist of it. Um, I, I played in the NHL for about five years, 225 games. And, played in the 1992 Olympics in Albertville and had um, a successful career in Switzerland as well. Um, so it took me um, uh, around the world. And uh, yeah, I got to uh, see a lot of different places and meet a lot of interesting people along the journey. That's really, I mean, that sounds pretty much like the life of a hockey player, a famous hockey player. And now I, you know, looking you up, you're now also coaching individuals to basically empower themselves within. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, uh, the gist of it is when I played um, hockey, I, I was really anxious and I never really understood why I was anxious when I wanted, you know, to do exactly, I was doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I was basically living my dream. But at times it felt like a nightmare because uh, the anxiety and would consume me um, and, uh, and, you know, preparing and having to battle against it um, became, uh, well, I used a lot of my energy. And so, um, a lot of it, a lot of it was a struggle. I, I had success, um, you know, living in that state of survival, which I call it. I had success, yet I couldn't really um, enjoy what I was doing. So the fulfillment was lacking, and and I think I'm built on fulfillment. Uh, something inside me just wants both you know i want the success but i think the fulfillment's even more important for me 
because it it makes sense of what I'm doing and, and why I'm doing it. So that was, you know, I, I started a you know, spiritual journey, I think, just trying to uncover and see why I couldn't um, enjoy myself and why I couldn't witness and just be fully present in what I was doing when when basically my dream had I manifested what I dreamed of as a kid. Wow. And it's it's interesting that you talk about success and fulfillment. On my old website, I used to have a saying on it saying there's no success without fulfillment. And because we, we can definitely be, you know, quote unquote successful and especially in the eyes of others. But when you don't feel fulfilled, it's like there's something missing. So if you feel there's something missing, where's the success really? I totally agree with that. For me, it, yeah, it's almost like, well, I was there, I was present physically, but my soul was not nourished. And my soul, there was something missing and lacking. And and I think the biggest thing I realized in, in my journey is I couldn't let go. I mean, having, you know, a silver medal, it's nice, but, you know, it sits there and uh, I don't, I think it's with my sister. So I've accumulated, you know, rings and, and medals and a couple titles in Switzerland. But um, there seems those things, you kind of, you know, they're, it, it's not really what's important. What I realized what I wanted was I wanted to be able to let go and feel like I was connected in my experience of playing hockey and that I got that at glimpses, but I struggled to have it consistently. And I would say um, even it, it wasn't something that I could recreate. It's something I really struggled with this feeling of feeling integrated and feeling connected to what you're doing. And it's really about, getting out of my own way and getting out of my head and just letting my instincts take over and and getting into what they call, I think a lot of people call it flow now for athletes. But I had moments where I experienced that, but not on a regular basis. And, and I would say I struggled with it. I love that you're saying all that. And I want to get into that. Absolutely. And before we do, I have a question, which is, what was the turning point for you? Because you obviously had a career and a, a buildup of um, of all of this. So you were living with the stress, with the anxiety. Did you have a moment that that switched for you? Well, I think um, the biggest switch came recently. Um, I'm 51 now and, you know, when my career ended and my uh, hockey career ended at the same time, I was kind of left exposed. I felt naked and and I basically realized that I probably, well, my ego was, you know, trying to protect this, all these things I thought that I needed to protect, you know, my image, um, the way I presented myself and my weaknesses. And, and I got so tired of living that way of kind of pretending and using, you know, my life energy to, you know, put on the mask and, and say, oh, I'm strong and appear a certain way. Yet, you know, deep down inside, I was I was suffering. And so um, it's almost life uh, broke things down for me where I was basically forced to, you know, uh, experience vulnerability. And, uh, and so the journey, I think, you know, the big journey or um, the big shift happened, I would say, probably a year ago. And and it's not that I didn't have moments in my career where I realized um, those things and I wanted to shift, but I wasn't fully committed uh, on 
you know, on pursuing that spiritual life. I would have one foot in the old world that I was used to living in. And from time to time, I would, you know, switch over and uh, experience the spiritual life. But life just basically broke, you know, broke down what I would call it, you know, these illusions of um, who I thought I was and what life is um, about. And, and all of a sudden, I think I'm still doing that. But it's getting interesting as I let go and as I live with more and more uncertainty, there's a, there's a presence, there's a, I would say freedom, there's space where there's, you know, emotions that I didn't experience before that are, you know, beginning to surface. And so there might be a lot of uncertainty in my life, right now but all of a sudden i can just handle that because i feel this extreme stillness or there's a peace that i'm experiencing and there's even a, a joy in you know not knowing and a joy of just living the everyday you know life of going out getting up and doing simple things that i probably um didn't really put too much importance when I played ice hockey because, you know, everything was about being on the big stage and succeeding and winning. So you you leave a lot of things behind or you don't focus on the little things in your life. Um, and now I am. I'm kind of starting over, and uh, but starting over from a different space within me. Congratulations for getting there. I think that's such an accomplishment, you know, given the world that you that you come from. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we talk about the rat race. I mean, I think you lived the ultimate version of that. And that also includes the admiration that people have for what you do and who you are. And um, that definitely does feed the ego quite a bit. And I definitely hear that it must have taken something really deep within you to to overcome that that ego right so tell me a little bit about the journey right so you you've come from this world and this state of being um that you weren't necessarily fulfilled in and then you decided to journey to where you are now what were some of the things that you took on to reach where you're at or accomplish the things that you've accomplished today through the inner work uh, from uh, the time where I was in the NHL, um, you would say, well, I have a, I have a really great story um, that I, I was always really um, mindful and um, I introspected a lot um, within myself. Uh, so I, I think I, I always realized with things this anxiety that um, when I played, I felt like, why can't I just, you know, be able to let go of it? And just the fact that I realized that I was, you know, feeling this anxiety that I could, you know, just let it go. And, and all of a sudden I can, you know, move on. Yet what I, what, what I realized today is that, you know, when there's stress, like there is, you know, playing hockey games and trying to win hockey games, you don't rise up to the level of um, your talent because concerning hockey, you uh, you drop to the level of your neurology. So I realized that in my childhood, um, there was a lot of anxiety around. There was a lot of fear of, you know, surviving, of really... Everything was super critical. And so uh, when I played and I got to the NHL, I, I started meditating. And, and I had this amazing willpower to, you know, just sit there every day and meditate for one hour and hoping that things would change. And so I think 
what ended up happening in the beginning, I used it as a sort of escapism. I was looking to escape these emotions and these wounds that I had. Um, and so never really, you know, got the full benefits of meditating or I thought that, okay, this was working. My ego was convinced this was working, but I couldn't truly, you know, I didn't feel the freedom um, um, on a consistent basis. And so I, I, I used a lot of energy trying to control and fight these feelings that I had. And what ended up happening is I put so much focus on fighting, you know, on, on having to battle these parts of myself. And it's only later on that I realized, well, that was all wrong. And, and it's really when I started to kind of surrender and just accept what I was feeling and, um, and really look at it honestly and openly that, um, that there was some healing, I think, uh, um, and and I started experiencing, you know, um, where I felt extremely vulnerable, and and uh, um, and had, uh, you know, um, I I would cry and and have things um, that um, that happened, you know, in my life and losses that I never really felt any no emotional connection to that or um, felt like um, I asked myself you know why why didn't I feel any sense of loss when I actually lost these things and and I think that I realized that I, I used a lot of control in control in trying to appear a certain way and be strong and wouldn't allow myself to to feel these uncomfortable feelings that I had deep down inside me. Wow. How many of us can totally relate to this whole um, escapism while meditating? You know, where so many of us can sit there and, and quote unquote meditate. And in essence, it's like, we don't know we're doing it, but we're, we're actually like you said earlier, I love that you're sharing this and being so, so raw and authentic about it, but just owning up to the fact that, that we tend to escape sometimes, you know, and we don't even know it. We think we're sitting there and we're actually doing the right thing. And it feels really good in the moment because we're, we're not facing our, what's actually there, but we're actually taking ourselves somewhere else because we don't want to face it. And we call it meditation or, or the other thing that you mentioned earlier was also the internal battle, right? Getting into a med and again, quote unquote, meditation state to try and change the internal state. And so there's like this, this internal battle of I shouldn't be feeling this way. And I, I just love that you're, you're sharing that. I think we can all relate to that. I know I've been there so many times and in the moment, I don't notice it. And it's only later on as I find that, that, um, state of um, letting go that I then realize, right? Sometimes we, we don't realize in the moment, we only realize after, oh my gosh, I had it all, all wrong. Or I, I, you know, I wasn't actually meditating. I wasn't being with my emotions. I was escaping my emotions. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and throughout my career, I developed uh, addictions too. And, um, and I basically, you know, I used them to escape as well. And so I think in the beginning, definitely meditation was a, an escape for me. Yet I thought, you know, that I was um, growing or I was moving forward in terms of, you know, being spiritual. And I, I see that I was somewhat, you know, developing this spiritual ego of thinking, oh, wow, you know, I, I have it together i can sit there and meditate you know for an hour and and yet i still uh felt uh, you know times where i felt um, extremely weak and and where i felt unsure and and i didn't 
really like that feeling and I think I ran from it. So yeah, meditation kind of, you know, was uh, the thing that kind of made sense to me because I didn't want to feel the weakness. So I, I latched onto it and I spent, yeah, it became a, a daily practice and something I spent uh, a lot of time doing. Yet in that process, I still felt somewhat disconnected to myself, but to others as well. I heard you say earlier that you had addictions. Do you feel that substance addiction is um, brings the same escapism as you were going for during your, I call them quote unquote meditations because you were escaping during that time? Do you find that it's that same, uh, the same type of escaping or is it different? Yeah, I think the, basically for me, what it, it felt like was that I wanted to get out of my own head. I want to get it. I wanted to, because that, you know, psychological drama that I, you know, was living in. Um, well, it weighed me down, yet it became, you know, part of my personality. And unconsciously, I really wanted to just have a, you know, a break and a pause from always thinking and always analyzing and always thinking, oh, I have to do more and be better. And so naturally, when, you know, um, when I would do something that would allow me to escape, it's almost like it felt like, wow, this was felt so good. And, um, and I would get out of my head, you know, for moments, but then, you know, I had to come back and return, you know, to reality, which was, you know, the, the psychological drama that, um, I got so accustomed to, you know, that living in my head and perceiving life and perceiving myself that way. And I identified to that and to, you know, the conditioning and how society works. And I wasn't wise enough to see the whole picture. But in terms of the meditation, well, it felt... um it, it, it felt as I developed a certain skill set, um, I, I think that, you know, I really latched on as soon as I had a, a problem or there was an emotional turmoil, I would go and I would, you know, sit cross-legged and I would go, okay, this is going to help me get rid of this. And my addictions um, were more of a, I think, of a release when I felt an extreme, a lot of pressure around me. And I wanted, I needed relief from my emotions and that pressure that had built up. Well, then, you know, I could, uh, you know, go to my addictions and, and it would change my state, my, my inner state. And um, it would, you know, help me forget of, you know, all the problems I had. And what was the antidote to all of that? What helped you shift? I think it was a sort of a natural process that my identity, you know, after hockey, I built such a, an identity around being a hockey player, um, the marriage and um how I saw myself in the world, um, you know, as a father, as a hockey player, someone successful, and then all that just started breaking down, and I had nothing to latch on to. And so there was a lot of uncertainty, and uh, I couldn't really hide. And so I think real the this not being able to hide allowed me to 
really look in the mirror and face my emotions for the first time. And um, yeah, and I think it, it was almost like life was forcing me to look at these things. And um, yeah, and it to me, it felt like it happened naturally. And, um, and I became a little bit more courageous. And, and I realized that all these things that I identified to were kind of illusions, and they could just, from one moment to another, disappear. And um, I started meditating, you know, differently, um, more of a see what is showing up and more of a space of accepting the whole and what I was experiencing emotionally, what thoughts would come up. And I felt that there was a, a deeper stillness that, you know, was taking shape. And so um, I just, uh, I saw myself meditating in daily activities as before was more like a, a task that I had to commit time while I would go for a walk or, you know, be in a conversation and I would find myself in this meditative state of being really present. That's how it felt for me. So it became, it would show up in my life more. And I think this allowed me to really shift and, and really uh, trust and have faith that something bigger was going on, if that makes sense. There was, um, yeah, there was, um, um, and, and learning to listen to um, um, these messages or what was taking shape and learning to listen to, to myself. Yeah, I definitely hear it. It's like there's there's like this expansion that happens, right? It's all of a sudden you you see and hear the world differently where there's more space and perception is expanded as well. So there's so much more space to let people in and to let um, life in, in a sense, is what I'm hearing. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. I think... I wasn't as attached to the emotions that, you know, I did everything in the past uh, I could to run from them. I felt there was this natural, you know, stillness and space where I could look at them and I didn't have to fear them. I didn't have to get uh, taken into the energy of them. And I could just kind of sit there and go, wow, interesting. These are part of, you know, my life journey. And and I started noticing maybe how I'd, you know, how they had come about. And so I felt like, well, everything told me that I really had to become really comfortable in order to, you know, look at them honestly and allowed him to to have a sort of you know healing take place of forgiveness um and i think i'm i continue following you know that journey right now mm. mindfulness completely shifted your life yes becoming mindful of yes of looking you know from i i say from a higher place, being able to see everything and kind of accept everything that was going on, but yet I could be more present in that process. So if you could come up with, let's say, you know, I'm having a bit of fun here with this, but say if you had like a bullet point chart naming all the differences before mindfulness and after mindfulness, what would be the differences, like the major points of difference in your life of who you were before and who you are now? Can you list a few things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the first one that comes to mind is that 
you know, I'm not my thoughts and my emotions and where in the past I thought I was, you know, my thoughts and my emotions so that those emotions and thoughts define me and that's how I saw myself. Now I can, you know, look at them in a, uh, from a place of curiosity and, and going, oh, interesting. Now I'm um, sensing, you know, a little bit of fear that's coming up or a little bit of nervousness. What do I want to, you know, do with this? And it becomes a little bit more of a game. So um, from, you know, a place of being mindful, you just have way more options and you, you're not so, I'm not so threatened by these, you know, emotions that come up, which before would, um, uh, basically, you know, do the opposite. They would close me and uh, I would try to go and protect myself from, you know, the, the world and, and think that the world was such a scary place. And now I go, okay, I'd like to be able to open myself and expand, even though that maybe is showing up. So the intensity in, in the emotions um, is different as well. That's what it feels like. And, and so it becomes this, uh, well, you, you develop this awareness where you can welcome it, whatever is coming up, whatever's coming up for me, I can, you know, be more present. So it allows me to grow much um, quicker. Um, I think another way is that I could go about my day and maybe a good example is that I've my mind was extremely busy when I was sleeping and a lot of things were going on and and you go man uh, I felt this fear or I didn't sleep as well and then when I get up I just can totally get integrated in my in my day it's almost like um, there's a it, things get organized and the emotions or whatever I lived, you know, in, in during my sleep or in the past, I could let go of as before. A great example is, well, um, when I made a mistake playing in the NHL for the Vancouver Canucks, um, um, one of the newspapers wrote an article and they blamed me for the loss. And I, I had read the newspaper and felt so, um, I felt so responsible, but I felt so, um, how would I say, um, influenced or so attached to the opinion of the writer. And I wanted to let go of it, but I couldn't. For five days, it was on my mind. And eventually it went away, but it almost kind of, it's almost like it felt like I carried those things over and over and now I could really let go of them. So it's almost my body and my mind has this freedom to just shift and um, move to the next thing and let go of, you know, failure or if something happened that was embarrassing. And I love that feeling of, feeling that freedom of being able to let go. It allows me to explore life differently where before I did everything that, you know, I tried to do everything to protect myself and to play it safe. So I stayed within the confines of my box, you know, oh, this is safe here. And now I think I'm ready to see and step out of the norms of, what society says is a normal life or how I'm supposed to do and express myself. And I get these synchronicities um, um, in life where a book will show up in my life. Um, I think um, one that showed up was Martha Beck, who was um, Oprah Winfrey's life coach. And um, her book is called Integrity. I haven't read it, but I know that I have to order it because it speaks so much to me. And basically, it's she had an autoimmune uh, 
uh, diseases and she felt like she had hit a wall that her life, that she was going to die if she was living this way. And she went on this basically radical change where she said, I'm going to say things as honestly and as a truly think, um, think them. So say your parents ask you, are you going to come this Christmas? You might say yes. She says, no, it, she'll catch herself saying yes, but she'll realize it and she'll say no. And this liberated it. And I think I have this sort of work to do of maybe letting go of the notion that I have to be a people pleaser and just show up and be able to say no when something doesn't resonate. And I think this is, you know, the journey I'm on right now. This feels absolutely like, well, it's speaking to me and I'm learning to listen to the, these, you know, intuitions, to these synchronicities. So before I would be in my head and my head would convince me why I need to do something or why I need to be and do this. And now I'm slowly exploring this, you know, other side, which is scary somehow, but uh, interesting because it's quite liberating, I think, to be able to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I hear it. And it's uh, it's part of the exploration of life. It's like, what if I try this? What if I... What if I can say no to something and it not turn out like I think it's going to turn out, like I'm going to disappoint somebody or make somebody upset or angry, but what if I can say no and make it powerful and have us both leave with a positive um, outlook or with a positive way of being, right? Like it doesn't have to end in chaos or upsetness. So that's really, really interesting. And yeah, the, the whole idea of integrity is is um, is a big one, I think, for for many people. Once once we get into that topic, we could have a whole other episode on on integrity itself, <laughs> like being your word and and being true to who you are, as well as keeping your word and your promise to other people. Yeah, and that makes so much sense. I mean, when you think about it, our you know our conscious mind is you know it, it's fairly uh, the the length and how long it's existed it's you know i don't know how many hundred thousand years or it's something fairly new and modern that humans have evolved to you know being conscious beings and yet our bodies well we've always had them and so we we basically we have you know, in, in society, and me in particular, I had spent so much time listening to what was going on, you know, in, inside my head versus what my intuition, which our bodies tell us so much, you know, and, and, and that's the whole thing is when you start on this spiritual journey and, and, and you start all of a sudden not feeling anxious in a situation where you felt anxious before you go, Wow, there's something to this, you know. So you 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 let that you let your body kind of tell you whether you're on on the right path, and and so really learning to listen to that, um, especially for someone like me who is so used to just doing everything based on you know that thinking process and the conceptual mind, and because you were told, oh. Uh, you have to be nice. You, you, you know, you have to finish your food even though you're not hungry. Um, you have to sit there even though you don't want to sit there. And, um, so I think it is a lot of work. But once you start, you know, experiencing what's on the other side, you definitely don't want to go back. And there's a momentum that builds and, and you just go, oh, I want to go and see, you know, how far I can explore this. Yes, it's a whole new universe, right? Living from the heart and from intuition as opposed to living from the mind. You know, it's, it's really what it comes down to. Um, 
Has this work changed any of your relationships with the people around you? Yes, for sure. Um, I, for my, in my children, uh, with my children, for sure, um, I'm getting better and better at just uh, allowing them to show up, you know, in my space, in our space, as they are. Um, and so I think with my son, you know, because he's lived with me, it's really, you know, changed a lot. And I found myself this morning, um, you know, having um, this um, conversation with him where he might have to um, confine himself because he was in contact with someone who has COVID and he was, you know, so frustrated and, you know, his mom, um, had gotten angry and I called him and the first thing I said to him is I totally understand and you have the right to feel frustrated and and that would not be me in the past it would be like oh um, why does he have to feel frustrated or or I need to fix that or you know oh he's a boy just you know let it go but yet I find myself now just you know, seeing them uh, more as they are and letting them have their experience. And it's something amazing when you just, you know, allow someone to share what they're feeling. There's this trust that begins to build. And um, so I, I definitely, it's very nourishing. And um, and I think the relate your my relationships deepen and you start to realize which relationships you also want to invest time in. Um, so it, it's quite new, but it, it has changed uh, some of my relationships. Yeah, I kind of figured so. I just wanted to check in with you and see what you had to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I actually have just maybe one or two questions I'd like to touch on with you. You did mention the COVID and it's something that I think is, uh, it's a topic that's really hard to avoid these days. And I just like to know, how are you navigating through these times? Well, it's interesting um, that you asked me that. I, yeah, I have a, a part of me which is, um, um, you know, a, a rebel, an activist somehow because I see how, um, I, I see how people in positions of power, um, uh, I find are abusing um, this power that they have. And so I, I see injustice and I'm very sensitive to that because I think that, you know, uh, as a kid, uh, uh, I think a lot of kids suffer, you know, injustice. And I felt I did as well. So on, on one side, I feel that, you know, I want to be a voice and uh, really speak my mind and, and sometimes, you know, uh, say or share something where I feel, no, I don't feel that's right. Um, this doesn't make sense to me. So there's this aspect. And yet there's another aspect of, can I, um, can I just, um, can I be in uh, with uncertainty? Um, can I be in the space of not knowing what is going to happen and, and be okay waiting and be okay with the waiting um, with not knowing how it's going to turn out, but just, uh, yeah, waiting. And I think that's a real form of meditation. Um, means not that I'm, you know, inactive, I'm, I'm doing what I can, but, you know, just waiting. And I think it's really relevant to this time in my life because this new endeavor that I'm in with coaching is just you know, underway. And I've had this past success with hockey and my ego wants things to happen, but maybe, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to, 
you know, express things in exactly the way I'm supposed to express them. So I have to be comfortable with the journey and the waiting of that. So I try to use that, you know, in this period of, you know, uncertainty. Yet um, when I do have a chance to um, say something or to sign, you know, a petition where I think um, is worth signing and really speaks to me, I, I will go ahead and do that. And yeah, those, you know, two aspects exist. And I think in the past, if I was living this right now, it would be, it would be torture. Yet I, I find I can still be present to life and, and, and do things and, and enjoy the moment uh, most of the time. I love everything you're just sharing. I think um, if we really got into the details of things, I, I could definitely say that we have certain beliefs and perspectives in common. Um, and I, I'm also hearing, and this is, I think, also common amongst everybody, not just people who are doing this work, that it's a bit of an exploration and a journey in itself to find out where to stand. Like, where do I want to stand in this? And what do I say? And what do I don't say? And where do I put, you know, energy towards or where do I stand back? And um, I'm, I'm kind of hearing that in what you're saying as well. And I think it's really helpful to share because, you know, it's, it's okay to not know. And sometimes you want to, you want to step in hard right? Like the ego wants to step, step in hard. It's like, I need to say something about this because like you see it. And there's another part of us that says, no, no, like, just, just let this, this is all part of the, the flow. This is all, it, it's all going to roll out the way it's meant to roll out. So it's like, where do you stay back and, and be patient? And where do you step in and, you know, have an impact? So I'm, I'm hearing that in what you're saying is that, is that fairly accurate? Very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I find myself, um, you know, awareness is an interesting thing that you maybe I wrote something, you know, on a post and then I'll go back and I'll reread it and I'll go, yeah, that, that was my ego um, speaking and then I'll, you know, retracted and, and I'll take off the part where I felt, okay, this is the part of me that's wounded, that's, you know, that's speaking. And so, you know, in the end, I think I do believe that people are inherently good. Um, so, you know, being able to communicate something to uh, speak to that good nature uh, to people's good nature versus, you know, saying, oh, people, you know, I can't believe when in judging, you know, versus judging someone and, and being critical and saying that they're bad people for, well, for this, you know, happening. And, and everybody's kind of living, you know, their own reality from the level of consciousness that, you know, each individual is at. So, understanding that and so it is a journey and uh, and yeah it's quite interesting to navigate and 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 relook and i found myself you know changing something two two or three times and you know make it more loving make it more caring and and i i think people react they react better to the to to something that comes from love versus you know, coming from fear. That's a given. Is there something that you would like to say to people? Is there a message that you like to send out that you want to express? Yeah, I, I, um, I think what I, I would really like to say is that we, you know, we, we, you mentioned, you know, being in the rat race and, the, the hamster will we get so caught up in that and you know ask ourselves we never we we rarely ask ourselves like you know what's the what's our existence about 
and uh, you know exploring that part of um, I think of life but uh, of ourselves is why am I here and and asking deeper questions and and I think also I think I would like to share with people is that we all have moments where we enter a state of flow or we have connection or we've opened our hearts uh, to a point where wow we've we feel so connected to someone or we've done something for someone else and 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 just having that experience shows that what capability or what possibility there is so if you can experience that moment uh, and that way of living for just a moment well maybe you know if you explored that if we explored that we can create and cultivate a culture that's based more on well uh, they call it interbeing this connection that we all have versus the way we were taught to always compete and compare and that there's not enough but really building this global community that we're kind of all in this together so that's kind of my message is really exploring that when you have these moments where you feel so connected can you explore that and see where that takes you and um yeah that's that's what i would like to share and that's how our truth evolves dear ones if you enjoyed this episode give it a like and comment you can contact adrian on his website gamechangercatalyst.com and his social media links are in the show notes cheers to all and we'll see you next time